Did you hear? This is your Johnson County Library Insider. And now, our monthly must-knows. Here's the episode's call number. 020.23 Day. A day in the life. Career options in library and information science. We present your word of the month. Perquisite. Definition. An incidental payment, benefit, privilege, or advantage over and above regular income, salary, or wages. Here are numbers you should know. 350,000. It is estimated that there are 350,000 libraries in our world. Welcome to the Did You Hear podcast. Your library insider. Your library insider. (laughs) I'm Charles. And I'm Dave. And welcome back. It's been a a little bit. (laughs) Yes, it has. And, um... We continue on our series, uh, Discover Your Library. Right. And this month, we're going to be talking about librarians, all of our staff at the library. And yeah. Dave, I know we had so many guests last time that, that helped us out, but oh. you and I are both employees at the library. That's right. And we represent we don't varying do this backgrounds. For, for free. So. Volunteer. So I think you and I can just cover this by ourselves, right? So like I my background, I I grew up here in the, the area, went to Shawnee Mission Schools, I went to K State for my undergraduate degree, I went to Mizzou for a master's degree. How about you, Dave? <laughs> well, I went to uh, K State for my undergraduate and I went to uh, K State for a master's, but also to MU for a master's. And that is the librarian's journey. Yep. So thanks for tuning in. All right. Yep. We'll see you next month. It's been a good one. Take care, everybody. Uh, well, Dave, I actually think maybe we should get some other people in. So we have... Oh. You know, so if you tuned in last month, you know that it was about the patrons and we had a number of librarians that we gave the option to con- uh, submit something either written or recorded about our patrons, and it was fascinating, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Got to hear a lot of people and a lot of different stories and lots of range of experience with working with patrons. Yeah, and so this month we are focusing on our librarians, and here's the interesting thing. When the public walks into a library, they encounter a number of different types of staff, but I think the assumption is that everyone that they encounter is a librarian. Not the case, Charles. That that is true. (laughs) That is true. We have a lot of different positions within the library. Some are classified as librarians, and then others are classified as different different types of staff. Yeah, and so let's let's go ahead and share that because basically we break down um, public-facing and non-public-facing staff. For example, I'm on the web content team. I'm behind the scenes. We're not public-facing. Um, folks that work in collections or our uh, tech services, there's a lot of people behind the scenes doing a lot to help you with your library experience. Right. But on the other hand, I am one of the public facing staff members. I my position is an information specialist. 
And in that role, I help with programming. I, I work on the desk. I'm one of the people that you see when you walk in the door in that questions desk there. Aha, but not a librarian. No. But you're on your way to becoming a librarian. So what is the differentiating factor between a librarian and other public-facing staff? So a librarian is actually a degree. There is a master's level program called a master's in library science. And I am actually taking those courses right now through Emporia. So <laughs> thank you. So how, how close are you? I just started this year. So okay. I got a little ways to go still, but I'm... Can, can I ask what, what classes you're taking right now? I am in a one summer class right now, and that is Introduction to Informatics, which is all about how computers and humans searching for information interact. Wow. Yeah. That, uh, that, that sounds difficult. It, is it challenging? Been, it's been okay. It's an introduction to informatics, so I think any of the later informatics courses might be a little more challenging. It's stretched me, but okay. it's, it's been manageable. Well, good luck in your pursuit of an MLS. And the reason we bring up what exactly a librarian is, is that we're a little flexible with the definition for this particular podcast episode. So we're calling this the librarian's journey. But some of the folks you're going to hear today, they're really public facing staff. And so um, they're not necessarily librarians, but their stories are so good that we just couldn't leave them out. Right, right. And, and you know, um, some folks that have been here for 20 years that have been either clerks or pages, um, you know, their, their story and their service to the public is it's nothing to sneeze at, Charles. That's true. Um, and we should go ahead and mention, so um, these other positions, like uh, a page, that's somebody who primarily is shelving the books that get returned. Is that correct? Right. The page is, is part of our circulation team. So circulation, they deal with all of the materials handling. So in any of those kind of, you return a book that gets checked in, it gets reshelved, it gets sorted, it gets sent out uh, for holds to any of the branches, all of those kind of tasks. Those are all in our circulation and materials handling side of things. Yeah. And so then we have um, the clerk. The clerk is another position in that department. Yep. And the couriers, I believe, are also part of that circulation team, though those are also more of the behind the scenes people like Dave was talking about. They're the ones that move your books from place to place. And then clerks... Uh, Sometimes they check out books to the yeah, public. Yeah. And so you might very well have been dealing with a clerk and you assumed, yeah, it's just a librarian. Just a librarian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we, we love our librarians. And so it's interesting because just about any public-facing staff can help you. But the folks that have the Master of Library Science degree, they're specialists in um, library service. And so, yeah. um, do you have a special field you're hoping to go into? Informatics or? is actually the one that I was looking at. Yeah. Okay. So okay. those, those human computer interactions and the more modern, what kind of resources can we provide to our patrons that are, that are more digital focused and going forward, that seems like something that is a real big growth area for the library. 
Well, again, good luck in your pursuit, and I hope that you find the following stories inspirational, not uh, not only that, but informational. Yeah. And so uh, here's some informatics for you. <laughs> Let's begin right now. All right. Dave, this is Becky Carlton. I have a very long library journey. Currently, I am a youth services information specialist at the Oak Park Library, but I started working at the library in 1993 as a periodicals page. Then I moved to be a periodicals clerk and then an interlibrary loan clerk and then an adult information specialist. So let me think, five years in periodicals, I think it was eight years in interlibrary loan, 10 years in adult information specialist at Central Resource Library. And since 2015, I've been in youth services. And I've worked at Oak Park Library, Lackman, Lenexa, and now I'm back at Oak Park again. And it's wonderful because it's in my community. My daughter uh, went to Apache and Westridge, and now she's going to Shawnee Mission West, which is right around here. A lot of the kids that come into the library, I know I might have been their reading helper when my daughter was in kindergarten. And it's just a great way to feel like I'm part of the library system. So long story short, uh, I have an associate's degree. I do not have a master's in library science, and that's okay. I am a paraprofessional librarian and a lifelong learner. And the best thing about working at a library, other than the fact that I met my husband and I got to take my daughter to story time, and now I get to lead story time, is that every person that comes in and asks a question, I get to learn something from them. And even though I don't have a formal education, I, I mean, I have an associate's degree. That's, that's a good thing. But I don't have a master's degree, but that's okay. I can still help people and learn. And it's the best job in the world for a person who's curious, who loves people, who loves communities. And that's me. And so, yeah. I have worked at the library for 28 years. I'm 50 years old now, and I plan on working until they kick me out or I retire. So <laughs> thanks for letting me talk. Sorry it was so long. And, yeah, if you watch our story times on demand on Facebook, you'll see me. And uh, it's just on our Facebook page under videos. And then uh, in the fall, I will start leading an online story time on Friday evening. So you can find that as well. And in the meantime, you can see my colleagues that are doing story times this summer. You can also come into the Oak Park Library and see my face face to face, too. And I might just, you know, do a finger play or a song for you on the spot. I'll help you with all kinds of stuff, though, and not just story time. <laughs> it's, I'm a little bit obsessed. Can you tell? Okay. Thanks, Dave. Bye. Thanks, Becky. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Um, uh, have you seen any of her, her online story times? I have. She, yeah. She dresses up like Mother Goose. She does. It's great. She does. It is. It's fantastic. My kids and I have watched those. I, b I bet you could uh, get her autograph. 
That'd be pretty cool. And thank you, Becky. Every time that we put out a call for librarians to participate on the podcast, Becky is always willing, and and it's always interesting. Yeah, you can tell she really loves her job. She loves loves helping people. Well, boy, I, I want to go into my Casey Kasem. <laughs> Here's a person. <laughs> you, you're probably too young for Casey Kasem, American Top mm-hmm. 40, but... But here's a person who's worked for the library for 20 years. So talking about somebody who really loves the library and, again, somebody who's not a big L librarian, but absolutely essential to what we do, here is Bethany. Hi, this is Bethany Bettis, and this is my story for how I've worked at Johnson County Library for 20 years as a clerk. When I was 17, I was hired and I thought it was a summer job. And um, I was surprised when my manager goes and says, hey, let's schedule you an appointment, your schedule for next week, which turned into me being a school year. And I was shocked. And I was like, what? And I worked at Antioch Library. So they're open seven days a week, and now they're like, we're open seven days a week and all year long, so we want you. And that was the best news. And at 17, I thought I knew everything, and my parents gave me the best advice. Um because I, I didn't like to be told what to do all the time, but they said, if you want to quit because of a personality, you, that same personality is going to greet you at the next job. And I realized I need to learn how to get along with everyone because it's a public library. And I wise up mature and I was like, yes, I can do this. And that opened up so much more for me because the library supports the community, uh, supports the community, and we have all different types of personalities, and they're accepted in this entity. And I really love being at the library for that reason now. And I turned into a clerk, and I got to be. Um, a part-time clerk for five years also, and then I became full-time for the rest of the time, and um, the things that kept me at the library are the patrons. Oh, I love connecting with people, helping them. Working at the front desk was fun. Playing with money and seeing little kids and uh, being around books is number one for me. And also, we support privacy. And this day and age, that's a hard thing to say for other jobs. But we support intellectual freedom and privacy, and we support the community. And I just love that about my job. And my coworkers are great people too. So all of this just goes hand in hand. And those are the reasons how I was able to stay at the library for 20 years 
through the ups and downs and the changes of things. And during this pandemic, um, I was so glad that we were able to support our public in, in the ways that we could by with the drive throughs and with curbside and all and definitely online access. But see, I just love that about the libraries. We care about humans and I love to help people and this is the reason why I love my job is because I can do all these things working at the Johnson County Library. And I'm so glad and proud to be considered a librarian there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wow. You know, the thing that strikes me more than anything about uh, Bethany's story is, you know, to to be someplace for 20 years, that's, that's a commitment. But I think what, you know, some people that are really seeking change and variety in their lives, sometimes they think that the only way you can get that is bouncing from job to job. But what I've discovered, and I think Bethany's discovered it too, is that if you are in a position that you really enjoy, you're going to see change around you because that's just the nature of life. And you think about the things that Bethany has encountered over the years. The fact that, you know, hey, now there's a drive-up window, you know, that their curbside service came about, you know. Those little changes make it seem like it's a new job and new challenges. Yeah. A number of our employees that submitted, I know just from looking through all these submissions, they were talking about that they've been in one position for for a long time and they don't get bored. They they still love interacting with patrons. It, their job is constantly evolving as we have new patrons with new patron needs, just like you heard yeah. about last week. Uh, not last week, <laughs> last month um, on that episode. And so it, people just, they like to stay. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think this is probably a good time to let the audience know that um, what we were looking for in stories from our librarians, we were looking for what you've heard from the first couple folks, um, and that is uh, somebody that's been in the same position for a long time. But we also were looking for some people that um, have tried different positions um, over, over the years. And the third type of person we were looking for is somebody that had a very interesting, long, and winding road that led them to the library. So just a little tease. You're going to get a lot of that. And the next one is Dennis, and he's a good example of somebody that's had a uh, winding internal road. Hi, my name is Dennis Ross. After I graduated from KU with absolutely no training or experience related to education or child development, I worked at the Toddler Center in Lawrence and then a child care center in Topeka for eight years. Then I was looking for a job in Kansas City, and my experience in early childhood education fit exactly what Johnson County Library was looking for. The parent-child learning centers were the main focus of the children's department. They were hands-on learning activities set up for preschool-aged children and adults to do together, 
developing the same pre-reading skills that we promote now in our 6x6 program. I had planned to stay for just a couple years until I found a job that paid better, but I just enjoyed the job too much to leave. It was just too much fun. And that is still true today after 36 years in youth services and two and a half years as an assistant branch manager. Wow. You know, people probably recognize Dennis's voice, but he has represented the library on um, various podcasts and uh, especially on KCUR. He does wonderful book reviews and book uh, recommendations and, uh, I, I just uh, really enjoy his enthusiasm when he talks about children's book um, illustrators and, and storytellers, and um, he's definitely an expert. Yes, and I'm, I'm lucky enough to have him as my manager over at Central, so I get those book recommendations. He's constantly seeing what the new things are and, and checking them out and giving us all recommendations when he finds something that's special. So right now, we're going to do one more audio recording, and then we're going to travel deep underground. Little, little known fact, but underneath the Central Resource Library, there's a staircase that takes you deep into a cavern. And as you walk through the cavern, you will come across a giant safe. And that's where we have... Our library written our librarians written submissions. Why do we go to such lengths? We've, we've got to protect Security, these. privacy. Yeah, pri- exactly. Privacy. But that's just a tease of what's coming up. What we have right now is Jared. My name is Jared Harper, and this is my Johnson County Library story. My story began in August of. 2005, I believe, I was going through library school and was wanting some experience with a library, so I applied to be a volunteer with the Johnson County Library. And I worked in the technical services department uh, for about three years, where I helped to process DVDs and uh, CD audios and what other tasks they may had and they had in store for me. And as time went on, I grew to love being at the library and a position came open in technical services and I applied for it and was lucky enough to, to get the position. So for in 2008, I became a uh, part-time database technician or copy cataloger back in tech services where I helped to receive and process materials and get them prepared in the catalog so that patrons could then search for them and find them and place holds and be able to provide that service for them. Uh, And during that time, I finished my schooling and really thought that I wanted to be a cataloger in an academic library. But during that time, I was also working in retail and really found that I enjoyed working with the public, that I enjoyed speaking with them and talking with them and helping them find what they were looking for. So a full-time position in information services came available and I applied for that position and was able to be hired as a full-time information services at Central Resource Library. 
and I believe that was in the in April of 2012, I want to say. And I spent the next two to three years at Central, uh, working with the public and getting to know the staff at Central. Afterwards, I applied for a for the assistant branch manager position at the Oak Park Library and was hired on there in September, I believe, of 2014. And for the next few years, worked as an assistant branch manager, uh, helping to serve the library by managing circulation staff and helping to improve circulation workflow so that staff and patrons can get the materials out as quickly as possible. Uh, during that time as assistant branch manager, I worked at several different libraries, from Oak Park to Corinth and Cedar Row, uh, to helping open the Monticello Library. And at Monticello, I switched positions from being an assistant branch manager of circulation services to an assistant branch manager of information services, working with adult services and helping them to design programming and services at Monticello Library that would benefit our public and draw our patrons into the library. And that was a great experience, especially opening up the library, uh, especially opening up the Monticello Library, working with the branch management team to prepare our staff for what that building would be like and what the services would be like. It was the first time JCL had opened a it was the first time that Johnson County Library had opened a building in several years. So we were on fairly new ground. So it was a lot of fun working with the management team to, to prepare our staff, to prepare our patrons, and to really see the behind the scenes things of opening a new building. And then in December of 2019, I became the branch manager for the Central Resource Library, uh, back to my old stomping grounds, which was great. I got to see and work with the wonderful staff at Central and helping them to prepare for our Central Building Upgrade uh, Phase 2, uh, working on the staff side and being part of that. And then in 2021, uh, I also then became the branch manager of the Oak Park Library. So back to that stomping ground as well. So the branch management team, so as branch manager, I became responsible for both the Oak Park and the Central Resource Library. I got to work with a, and I get to work with a great management team and staff uh, to really help define services for our patrons and to help them enjoy their experiences at the library. Uh, as I said before, I thought my career path was going to be as a cataloger in an academic library somewhere, but finding out that I'm a public service manager in a public library is about as far away as you can get from that. But I've enjoyed my path and I've enjoyed the time and the things that the library has allowed me to do and experience. So I, I don't regret it in the slightest. I love my job and I enjoy working for Johnson County Library. Thanks, Jared. That that is quite a journey that's going from that academic side and thinking that that MLS degree that he was working on was going to lead him in one direction and then just not even anything he was doing at the library, just 
realizing and reflecting on his own personality, making that shift, that's that's a major decision. Then <laughs> being open to change and opportunity and yeah. being a good person will get you a right. long way too. And <laughs> right. give you some of those opportunities. Yeah. And we're back. Charles and I are at the Central Resource Library on 87th and Farley. If you've never been to Central, you should come. That's where it's it's the Central Resource Library. One of the resources that is very much unknown are the secret catacombs, not catacombs, the secret archives far below the basement of the Johnson County Library. So, um, first, Charles, let's, um, let's walk down to the basement. Okay. I think I've been down here one time on my, my tour when I got hired on. Okay, so back here in this corner, there's this hole. There's a little piece of fabric in front of it. I don't, I don't know why, but we've got to go through that hole. <clears throat> All right. See. I'll push that aside yeah. for us. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. It's uh, very dark. Um, there's no uh, light switch, so um, grab grab one of those torches if you can. Okay. Here, I'll grab it. Yeah. Grab a torch too. All right. All right. So, I don't know how safe it is to have fire underneath the no. library, but <laughs> it's we've got a long historically way. like a bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Um, you know, and I haven't been down here for a long time, so there might be dragons, there might be snakes. I'm, I'm not sure what we'll encounter. Oh, you know what? There's there's the vault. Let me open up this gate. Sound effect. <laughs> I'll just, uh, you know. Ah, there we go. Ah. Okay. Um, a lot of cobwebs, but you know what? I see a stack of papers, and those are our librarians' written submissions. Nice. It's a long journey, but I think it w- it'll be worth it. Ah, uh, yeah. So you get to explore some of these. And you know, you get you get your steps. Right. I like that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, a long way to go. It's a long walk. All right, so our first submission is from uh, Brian O, and he works in the uh, makerspace. And so again, loosely a librarian, but he actually has an MLS, I do believe. Well, let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> All right. This piece of paper here. Brian writes, I grew up loving spending time in my local library, as I would guess most of our library workers' stories will tell you. As reading became mandatory, I visited the library less. I rediscovered my love of libraries in college. During my time at Kansas City Art Institute, the library uh, was moved into a renovated mansion near campus. The renovated building was a wonderful mix of new design and technology and old architecture. Best of all, there was a fireplace and some comfortable chairs. I loved spending time there as it was a clean, quiet space away from my cluttered apartment or loud studio space. I graduated college 
with a BFA in printmaking and soon found an opening at the library as an information specialist. I was hired partly for my art background, as I would be making book displays along with working at the information desk. I worked for about 13 years as an information specialist and was happy to have a place where I could use my, creative, my, my creativity and graphic design background as well as be in a position to work on the reference desk and tackle interesting reference questions or connect uh, people to a good book. When the idea of a makerspace started to grow, I knew I wanted to be involved. Our, li our, our business librarian was starting the makerspace in a spare room in the library where all kinds of creative tools would be available. I started helping in that space more and more. When the library decided to expand the makerspace, that's when I knew I had to get myself in there. Five years ago, I became a makerspace facilitator. I've enjoyed helping people in all aspects of the library, but really enjoy helping people in the makerspace. Helping people learn new things or guiding them in their creative uh, problem solving is a big part of my job, and I love it. It's a unique job title, makes makerspace facilitator, and between fixing 3D printers, explaining how to set up artwork for a CNC machine, or showing someone how to use Photoshop to touch up an old picture, there's always a new technology to learn, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks, Brian. That story, I, I think my big takeaway from listening to that and, and reading through it uh, is it's got to be the flexibility and following your passions, even if you didn't think you were going to be a librarian, that just your interests naturally lead people to the library. If you're, if you're an interesting person that, that has something that you're passionate about, libraries are usually a, a resource where you can go and you can connect with that thing that you're passionate about. And so many people that work here have those different passions and they all share a love of libraries. Yeah, for sure. And uh, an another takeaway is that, boy, we, we're really learning about our colleagues. Yeah. I did not know uh, about Brian's history, but it makes you think, aha, he is perfect for the makerspace. Mm -hmm. What a, what a, what a interesting librarian journey. Let's hear another. So this one is... Well, you got to... Yeah. <laughs> this one looks like it's from Dana. It says, When I was in high school, I started volunteering at the Blue Valley branch. I came in once a week to shelve DVDs and holds for an hour for about three years. I've been going to Blue Valley since I was really young and enjoyed the chance to come into the branch every week and help out. When I graduated high school, I moved away to college and was only able to come back to the library as a patron on my breaks. Once I graduated, though, I moved back to the area and was stopping by Blue Valley when I ran into one of the librarians who had supervised me as a volunteer. I mentioned I was thinking of applying for a job at JCL, and she really encouraged me to apply and gave me advice on my application and interview. That fall, I was able to start as a page at the Central Branch. 
I worked there for about a year and then applied for a clerk position, which had me transfer to Blue Valley. It was really cool to start working at the branch I'd spent so much of my childhood in and to reunite with some coworkers who, who've known me since I was a teenager. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? And uh, it, it is uh, always neat to return to your home library or your hometown and, and you know, um, it's so funny growing up, I, I, I thought, you know, I'm, I just kind of like to go live someplace else. And, um, I, I made it as far as Wichita, <laughs> Columbia, Missouri and Des Moines, Iowa. And then I came back here where I, where I grew up and, uh, you know, I, I now live like just a, a couple blocks from the house I was born in. Yep. And, uh, I live really close to the library and, um, it's nice to, you know, uh, like Dana, return something to uh, the community because as a member of the community, I receive so much from the library. Right. So, yeah. Well, let's hear another. Let's read another. Um, okay. This one is... Oh, I dropped it. Let me... Walk over and get it. Sorry, let me get it all the way. All right, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That was very elusive. That one. Um. All right. Gen V writes. I attended Iowa State University to earn a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Graphic Design, which is essentially organizing information in a visual way to make it easier to understand. This closely relates to working at a very structured environment like the library. I help patrons understand how items are organized and sorted and where to get the materials they need, either digitally or physically. I worked as a graphic designer for two years before becoming a stay-at-home mom. Once my children were a bit older, I, looked, I, I took a uh, part-time job as an interior designer's assistant. When that job, jo when that job had run its course, I began working for the library as a page. I was searching for a part-time work and stumbled upon a job opening at the Johnson County Library. I've always been a fan of the library and brought my children to the Lackman branch over the years for story time, to check out books and to play. Working at the library seemed like a way to get paid to be somewhere I enjoyed being anyway. I worked as a page for about a year at the Shawnee branch and then applied to be a part-time clerk and was hired at Shawnee Cedar Row. After clerking for a year, I applied to be a part-time adult specialist at Central and got the job. I love being at one of Johnson County Library's busiest branches. My favorite part of working at the library is meeting all the patrons that come through our doors each day. I like seeing the joy of books being discovered, helping people learn to use a computer or learn how to scan documents onto a thumb drive. I love seeing all the neat art books, design books, and graphic fiction novels on the library's shelves. I frequently have 50 or more books checked out at a time. Working at the library is a constant delight. I'm That's glad you great. feel that way, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jen. And what an interesting story. And and it's so interesting to hear 
where people started before they came to the library. Yeah. And and it's such a benefit to have that real world experience that you can bring and offer into your service of patrons. Right. It, I've found those people that come from other career fields, they often have different skill sets, but they're complementary. They they work well with the ideals just like she pointed out of organizing information of trying to find resources for patrons and sometimes if you know that there's somebody on staff like that if there's a really specific patron request for that information you you know exactly who to send them to yeah you know i was going to say that um you you have such a a broad uh, group of folks with different skills and experiences that sometimes librarians will send out a question that they don't know how to answer personally, but collectively someone will step up and they'll have that knowledge. And so it's pretty great that we have that kind of knowledge bank collectively as a library system. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to stop there. Do you? No, let's, let's grab another I mean, one of these. Since we're down here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. So this one looks like it is from John. Okay. John says, I came to libraries in my mid-30s as my third career. My undergraduate degree was in theater, and I spent my late teens through my 20s working as a theatrical technician. Scenery, lighting, stage management, behind-the-scenes stuff and working crew for corporate events and festivals. I knew a couple of techies over the years who left the theater and went into libraries. Still, when I was done with theater, it didn't occur to me to make the transition myself. I spent some years working a series of office support and customer service temp jobs at a variety of nonprofits. Then, one day, I ran into a former costumer friend, and she raved about her new career as an archivist. I visited an open house at a local library school, and it was clear that this was the path that I wanted to follow. When I told my mom that I had decided to enroll in an MLIS program, her response was, it's about time. (laughs) She She reminded me that when I was five years old, I told people I wanted to live in the library when I grow up. I was raised in a house filled with books. My mom had a part-time job in a history library at a university, and I would spend hours as a kid wandering the stacks. We went to story times at our local public library, and I devoured everything on the shelves there. All my childhood memories of the library are ones of joy and contentment. Interestingly, the path of the theater techie to librarian is very common. About one-third of my MLIS classmates were former theater people. Just like me, just like me. It makes sense. Libraries and theaters are both organizations dedicated to the mission of sharing stories, of building understanding and empathy, of exploring what it means to be human, and both possess the fundamental conviction that sharing our stories makes our communities better. My original intent was to become an archivist, but there was no practical way for me to complete the archival track requirements for my program while also working full-time, so I ended up splitting my courses between archives and digital librarianship. I also found myself attracted to public libraries' mission of service. 
I realized the kind of immediate service to the community matters to me. I concluded public libraries are where I can do the most good. My whole life, libraries have been my favorite place to relax and center myself, to be alone with my thoughts, and to explore ideas and stories. This is, this is a culture that means and has meant so much to me. I realize it was my time to do my part to help offer it to others. With degree in hand, mine has not been the traditional career path. My first official library job wasn't actually a librarian position. I began in the public affairs department at the Kansas City Public Library in Missouri, handling website content and event recordings. I had completed a project in grad school exploring ways that libraries were utilizing different content management systems, so I knew the CMS they used very well and could code HTML well enough, plus I had an events background. Then I moved into their digital branch as the digital librarian, doing virtual patron service, helping with digital history projects. My archives classes were useful after all, and evaluating, launching, troubleshooting digital library services. Now I'm a branch manager at JCL. Let's flip this over. I didn't choose my grad school courses with any concrete plan for what kind of career I wanted. I just went there, just went where my interests led me, took the classes that struck me as the most fascinating or the most meaningful. I didn't look for any particular kind of job once I graduated. My wife had grown up in Shawnee and wanted to come home to be closer to her family, so I was going to take whatever job I could get in the KC Metro. I didn't really do any of this according to conventional wisdom. It all ended up leading me to the career, to a career that I love. And we love John. Wow, what a story. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because we had somebody make connections to a graphic design career and how that can also be, you know, a librarian's, uh, a librarian's experience. And then jo uh, John bringing up uh, a theater background and kind of connecting those elements to the job of the librarian and mm -hmm. and what we're trying to offer. It's so interesting, right? Your own personal, you know, uh, history and what you bring to the librarian position. And it makes for, you know, a, I'm, I'm getting a more full understanding of just who a librarian is because there isn't particularly right. one. It's, it's a group of people. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it's got, so many so many different aspects of public libraries that people can connect to well said and we're back we are no longer in the deep dark um cavern underneath the basement of the Central Resource Library. No, no, no. We are back in the World uh, Did You Hear Broadcasting Studio. It's true. Um, no brown M&Ms in our bowl. It's, I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Are brown M&Ms a good thing? It's a... Bad thing? It's a band reference. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, we have some more 
uh, recorded librarian stories. And so let's hear from Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm in information services at the Lenexa City Center Library. But a long, long, long time ago, when I was a sophomore in college, I got a job at the checkout desk at my university's main library. I loved working in this massive building full of books and movies and magazines and newspapers and computers and people. I loved interacting with the people. It was my favorite part of the job. I loved it so much that I worked the maximum number of hours students were allowed to work and I stayed there until I graduated and even a little bit after because they could keep me for the summer after I graduated and I did not want to leave. After college, I worked a lot of different jobs in restaurants, office work, retail, teaching, but I never really got libraries out of my system and I even found ways to do library work in other jobs. And eventually wound up at the West Wyandotte Library in Kansas City, Kansas in Youth Services. That's where I decided I wanted libraries to be my career. Went to graduate school, got my master's in library science, and then that came to Johnson County eventually. I've been here for almost 15 years. I love libraries and it's been a really awesome voyage getting here. Fun fact. Josh uh, was hired the same time I was, and he was actually on the web content team. Hmm. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, he uh, was uh, responsible for the kids section back then, and it was a really cool, inventive uh, section on the website. And we've changed things over the years. And yeah. um, I think that call of public service is so funny. He he gave, you know, the the web team a try for a mm. while but i think it's that that tug of the desk the public facing desk I think so got him back to <laughs> got be, his hooks in him <laughs> yeah all right well let's hear from lisa hi this is lisa allen and this is my librarian story my grandmother got me my first real job she'd been the butcher at the local fried chicken joint for the better part of 30 years which was one of her gigs not her only gig and she claimed enough favors to make me a waitress before the state said I was old enough to be a waitress. Before that, I helped her in the back. It was my job to separate the livers from the gizzards. I was proud of that job, thought the stiffer my fingers grew from the ice water, the better I was at the task. I waitressed all through high school, at the local chicken place, and at a hotel restaurant. When I moved away to college, I shelved books at Loyola University's library, but that didn't pay the bills. So I rode the L to the Magnificent Mile and spent my non-class hours selling stuffed animals and music boxes from a sixth floor store the size of a Johnson County walk-in closet. Retail paid my bills until I became a mom at 25. Then I was a paralegal, a job I loved if it was real estate, but not if it was divorce. When I had two more babies and decided to work from home, I started a gift basket business. One of my favorite clients was a sports agency who tasked me with sending creative gifts to players who hit certain milestones. 400 pieces of jerky for Jim Tomey when he hit his 400th home run, a haul of shortbread for Larry Walker when he won an award. It's been so long now, I forget which award. There have been jobs I've failed at, like selling corporate housing and manning a staffing agency and a paralegal job that set me on my path to being self-employed for the second time. 
but the one job that stayed constant through all the other jobs was writing and editing. I helped friends edit marketing materials and books, unofficially at first, until one told me I could make a living at it. When I found myself an unemployed single mom of three, I decided to believe that friend, and I hung a shingle as a freelance writer and editor. I've written articles for local magazines and copy for business websites. I've ghostwritten books and blogs and dating profiles for Match.com, which is the job everyone wants to talk about. In my 40s, I decided that if I was going to write for a living, I wanted to write well. So I went back to school and earned two master's degrees, one in creative nonfiction and one in poetry. In addition to writing for other people, I'm a published essayist and poet. And now I work at Johnson County Library. I came to JCL through my writing. As a patron, I reached out to Helen Hokanson the first time an essay was published in an anthology. That anthology is still in our collection, by the way. And she interviewed me for the local writer's blog. Then I volunteered to be on the planning committee for the writer's conference and eventually taught at the conference. And all that time, I kept applying to the library for open positions, an embarrassing number of times, actually, before I landed a part-time IS position at Monticello. I'll move to a full-time AS position at Gardner in August. And I've been at JCL officially for two and a half years. Wow. Long and winding road before you get to the library. And then a very quick ascension. Um, yeah. And we wish you well in your new full-time position. Yeah. But, uh, you know... Just the choice of words in that, too. You can tell she has a passion as well with passion for language and, and making things that really convey a mental image. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, to, to bring those skills only makes our events and services better. Um, you know, the the Writers' Conference is such an amazing event, and uh, Lisa has a big part in that, and, and Helen Hokanson, of course, right. as she was mentioned before. And you should mention uh, Joseph, our events coordinator. Right. Um, shout out to him as well. <laughs> you know, it's like the Academy Awards. It's like, oh, now I've got a list of people <laughs> I need to thank. Uh, I'd like to thank my mother and my sister. Oh, the, the, the music? I, I, I got to go. Thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move on to another one. Oh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Christine Peterson, and I am the Johnson County Library Latino Services Outreach Librarian. Early in my life, I had no intention of becoming a professional. I only wanted to raise my family and carry on. But due to economic need, I entered the workforce and began working part-time for the library as a page. It was then that I learned about libraries and thought that that was a uh, interesting way for people to learn. As I continued working with the library, I started moving into other positions, such as a circulation clerk, and I enjoyed it very much being with the people. One day, while I was at the desk, a gentleman came in and asked me for books in Spanish. He was visiting from Mexico, 
at his family here in Shawnee, and he wanted to read something. And that's when I inquired, do we have a collection in Spanish? I was told that that collection was housed at another library branch, but we could research titles for him and bring them to the branch where we were currently. Then a co-worker had asked me if I wanted to be involved in Latino outreach that she was conducting with a, an event that was taking place in the metropolitan Kansas City area. And I told her, yes, I was interested. I had lived uh, various years as an adult in Mexico and other parts of Latin America, and I had taught myself Spanish, and I enjoyed that particular culture and people and, of course, the language. I continued teaching myself Spanish even when I wasn't using it on a regular basis. I attended the event with my coworker, and it was during our conversation one of those afternoons that she asked me if I wanted to, have, to be a librarian, and I told her, oh no, I, I didn't think I could do that. And she didn't push it, and it sat in the back of my mind for several years. I had met many Latin American people in our community in the library. In fact, some of them are still close friends today, and our history goes back to meeting in Johnson County Library. And I had always had the thought that our community can be much stronger if more people use the library because of the opportunity to learn on a lifetime basis. I also thought that there was so much benefit in the public library that Latin Americans in our area, in our communities, they weren't aware of how the public library could assist them in becoming better citizens because they always wanted to learn, they wanted their children to be successful in school. So those things laid heavy on my heart and any time there was an opportunity to attend a MALA event in metropolitan Kansas City with librarians learning about uh, Spanish language collections or how to reach out to those people, I always attended because I was interested in perhaps someday being a part of that effort. And it was then I had met several librarians who did speak Spanish in the metropolitan area, and they encouraged me as far as continuing that uh, effort to see some kind of service to the Latino community. I then decided I was going to go back to school in 2005 and finish my bachelor's degree and perhaps go on to become a librarian. In 2003, I acquired a full-time position in another library system, and it was specifically to create collections and services for the Latino community in that area. They noticed a growth spurt in that 
population and they wanted to be able to offer services through the library that would help the community. I then took on the role of a library specialist. I was trained, I was sent to several conventions and events that helped train me in um, selecting for the collections for children and for adults in Spanish. I learned a lot on my own um, just by <clears throat> networking with other librarians. Um, when I was in Guadalajara for the annual book fair, I met up with many people of the National Reforma. Reforma is the um, national organization of librarians who offer services to uh, Latinos and Spanish speaking. And um, I was able to network with them and connect with them and see the different things that they were doing in their libraries in the United States. I became very interested in instigating things as such. I became very involved with the Mexican consulate as far as trying to bring educational opportunities to uh, any Spanish-speaking person who wanted to finish some of their grade-level education, and that was through technology and um, an agreement that was signed with Mexico and the United States in 2000. So I began to involve myself in the community, in the metropolitan area, and it was then I made my final decision that yes, I was going to finish my degree, and this degree would be in Spanish, which I had never studied formally before, but I decided I would study that language formally, and then I would go on to master school. I noticed that I wasn't, my voice was not truly heard when I spoke about culture, tradition, cultural competencies in regards to Latin Americans and their relation or their ideas or how they looked at public libraries. And it made me a little frustrated because I didn't have that authority per se or study behind me. And there were those who were skeptical that I could achieve what I had set forth to achieve. But I just kept going forward. By this time, my family was pretty much grown and on their way out the house. And so I decided, yes, I was going to study for my master degree. And with that master degree, I felt I would have a little louder voice, maybe a voice that would be accepted among the professional world so that um, I could help make changes and make a difference for the benefit of the Latin American community. It was in that study that I did learn many different things and um, which truly set my feet more firmly in the fact that, yes, I was going to accomplish this particular study. I've been asked, do you want to get a doctorate? And 
I just no, that's that's not been my goal. My goal was to receive my professional degree in order to be a voice for the Latin American community. After graduating in 2012, a position opened up in Johnson County Library uh, for a Latino services outreach librarian, and I felt that I could very easily uh, be the person who could fill that role. Um, not all parameters were defined, and there was a lot of autonomy that was given to me, but with networking with my co-workers at the Johnson County Library, we were able to establish some purpose for this particular position when I was hired. And I truly appreciate it. Um, so one of the things that I'd like you to know about me is that I am passionate about what I do. And I know that there are many Latin Americans in our county who um, want to see their children succeed in school, and yet they feel frustrated because they do not have command of the English language. So I like to help them in that realm to be able to uh, better their language speaking skills, as well as work with their children in their reading skills, which I believe libraries are all about and also educating those who are seeking their citizenship. And those are some of the things that I enjoy doing. I also enjoy working as a librarian, as a librarian with whomever comes into the library or asks for my assistance. It's been through the library. I've learned many uh, tricks of the trade of technology and I'm very grateful for that because as a person, I never foresaw myself ever being involved with so much technology in my life. But I, I um, am very grateful for Johnson County's um, opportunities that they offer to staff to better themselves and <clears throat> make things possible so that we can give that good customer service. I'm proud of Johnson County Library customer service and, and the way that we go about working with patrons. And um, I thank you for this opportunity to share my thoughts and my role as a librarian in the Johnson County Library. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one one word assessment here, um, difference maker. Mm -hmm. Is that two words? Two. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hyphen, maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, um, yeah. What? Such a strong passion coming from not thinking that she really wanted to be in libraries and then just finding through that one patron interaction, finding that cause and has helped shape the library system and our, our outreach services. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of working on a number of projects with Christine. Um, if you've ever watched any of our videos or there's, there are videos that we do for, um, um, groups like safe home and the, the public in general just doesn't see, but Christine, uh, always steps up and does the narration in, Span in, in Spanish. And uh, 
it's, it's great because her enthusiasm for it always comes through and she sounds like such a professional. And so we're, we're very lucky to have her as one of our librarians. That's true. We have one more voice recording. Okay. And this is someone who uh, has been a friend of the podcast for a long time. She's always come in and she's always doing something different. But um, she is passionate at what she does and I'm proud to call her a friend. And here is her story. It's Helen. Hey. Hey, this is Helen Hokanson. I am a reference librarian at Johnson County Library. And uh, I got my start working in libraries in an interesting way. I was going to the University of Kansas and I was a waitress at Pizza Hut and I had worked at Pizza Hut for a very long time all through high school and into college. And I was literally frustrated with uh, that job and I was there at work complaining about something and someone called for me at work. And it was a librarian at the engineering library at KU uh, asking me if I would apply for a job at the library. Uh, my sister had applied for a job. And when the woman, the librarian, called and offered my sister the job, my sister had already accepted a different job. And she said, but maybe my sister would want it. And so I applied for a job at the engineering library, and I worked there for, oh, I don't know, a couple years. Um, and then I spent one summer working at the Kansas Geological Services Library. That was interesting. Uh, and then when I graduated um, from college, I, I was still working at Pizza Hut while I was working at the library and going to school. And when I graduated, I promoted with Pizza Hut to an assistant manager, and uh, you can probably anticipate that that was not a good move, <laughs> and then I clawed my way back into the library system. Um, so my first library job out of um, college and then out of a short um, time as a manager at Pizza Hut was at DeVry Institute of Technology, where I was the library assistant. Um, and at the same time I started that job, I started library school. So um, they had tuition reimbursement. And so if you are listening and you are interested in going to school and not going broke doing it, I highly recommend finding a job um, in the industry you are wanting to get into um, with a company that has tuition reimbursement. Um, that worked well for me. And while I was in graduate school, um, a friend that I had made during school worked for Johnson County Brary, and he suggested that I apply at the branch that he worked at, which was Leewood. Um, back in the day, this was like 25 years ago, <laughs> but I am still 29, uh, we had on-calls, which means I, I was not a full-time employee. I had no set schedule, um, and I would just fill in for people if people called in sick or they were taking an anticipated vacation or they needed FMLA, then I would just be put on the schedule at that branch. And that was a lot of fun. You know, I got to go to 
almost all the branches and work um, and see how people did things in different ways. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And then uh, I think I did that for about a year. And then I uh, applied for a full-time regular position, and I worked at the tiny Blue Valley when it was – now it's a uh, – uh, it's an exercise place. What do you call it? A aerobic studio. But it used to be the library. And then I uh, – that position was upgraded to assistant manager when we opened the new Blue Valley, which I guess it's the old Blue Valley now, but back then it was the new Blue Valley. And I was there for, I don't know, another year. And then I uh, was the manager at the now. And so then I, um, I, I was the manager for four years, and there were parts of management that I really enjoyed and I was good at, but there were also things that I was not good at. So when a... Reader's no, what was it called back then? I think it was a reader's advisory librarian. Anyways, a librarian position at Central came open, and I kind of looked at what that person was supposed to do and found that I was doing a lot of that instead of the management work I was supposed to be doing. So I applied for that job, um, and I got it, and I have been a reference librarian for... I don't know how long, over 10 years probably, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very challenging, and it it evolves all the time, which makes it interesting, which goes back to what I loved about um, being an on-call. Like, you never knew what you were going to be doing, and so um, I think the reference librarian position is a good fit for me, and I'll probably be here forever, so... <laughs> Um, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, you know where to find me and, um, carry on. We will carry on. <laughs> and, uh, I would like to offer a collective thank you from all of Johnson County to say, Helen, thank you so much for choosing the library over Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. That's, I didn't know we had like a substitute librarian position. <laughs> that it's, sounds interesting. Isn't it interesting, though, that somebody works as a branch librarian, but they decide that that's not really where their passion is. Yeah. And while she had the strengths to be a very good, um, you know, manager of a library, uh, she now uh, has her hands all over the uh, writing events that we have, our writing competitions. She works with local authors and is one of the uh, big-time players to bring us the annual Writers' Conference, which yeah. is a smashing success. It is. Yeah. Always so, brings in so many people every year. And uh, I don't know off the top of my head when that is, but you can always check our website, jocolibrary.org. I bet we could find out more from her in... Is it September, I believe? September's episode? Is that right? Oh, that's right. And that's a good point. We should make sure to tell people right now, come back next month because that is our local arts right. episode. And it's going to feature a lot of Helen and Brian Vole. And we're going to hear from all kinds of great authors and musicians and uh, artists who uh, e exhibit their physical artwork in the branches yeah i can't wait come back for it 
But we're not done with this episode. Oh, no. After this short break. All right. And we're back. Yes, but you know where we're at? We should tell the people where we're at. We are in the cavern deep below the basement and sub-basement. It's true. Came back down. Yeah. It was... uh, It's uh, dark and and kind of moist down here. Um, It's actually kind of cool. It's hot up on the surface, but... uh, That is true, especially the... yeah, the ahead. construction here at, at the Central Resource mm-hmm. Library right now, the temperature fluctuations, it's actually mm-hmm. kind of nice down here. Yeah. Um, it is dark, though. And, uh, you know, it, it, we just want to make sure that you appreciate the links that we go to to get to the vault, the secret vault, and the secret cavern under the secret basement and sub-basement at the Central Resource Library. And I believe we, we've got one, two, three, four more written submissions, and then that's it. Those are that's all it. the library and stories we're going to share with you today. Yeah. But we're not going to wait one moment. We're going to hear from Catherine. It was under the red light of anti-bug lamps at 4 a.m. during the summer of 2016 when I made the realization that I didn't have a plan for after graduation. Mm -hmm. I was working at a YMCA summer camp as a cabin counselor with the intent of avoiding not only my parents that summer, but also the, you can start your senior year, you can't start your senior year of college without a plan conversation that seemed to happen every time I breathed too loudly around my father. <laughs> it was both a blessing and a curse that my co counselor and I were light sleepers, as there seemed to always be one camper in our cabin that snored like a grown adult with nasal congestion. A blessing because neither of us would have to be alone with our late-night thoughts, and a curse because we were sleep-deprived the whole summer. Captain, my co-counselor, was working on her M.A. in English at Emporia State University, and she was filled to the brim with good advice. Have you ever thought about getting a library science degree, Captain said, while simultaneously swatting a June bug out of the air? ESU has an accredited MLS program. If you really need to escape Kansas, they have satellite campuses around the country. It was in that moment, as I lay in my hammock, sweating sunscreen and reeking of bug spray, that the fog obscuring my view of the future began to dissipate. I now had a realistic plan that I could present to my concerned parental figures. Fast forward to 2018, I got a page position at Monticello when it first opened, and I started working on my MLS that fall. Now, in 2001, I've graduated with my MLS, and I'm working in adult services. My parents have a decent understanding of what I do here, but will still admit that they don't have a complete understanding of the specifics. Captain and I still talk every day, even though she and her husband relocated to South Dakota. I will always credit her with giving me the idea that led to a career that I am passionate about. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. What a great story. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Those, the couple things there, the, 
the parents not having an understanding. I think a lot of people don't, you but that's why that, we're right. trying to. That's why we're trying to do this series. Uh, uh, Bring great, all of you great in. Point. Great point. And so uh, share this with your parents. And here is another example for us to learn from about just who a librarian is. This comes from Lisa. No, this doesn't come from Lisa. We already heard from Lisa because she submitted uh, their oral one. It's true. Or the uh, recorded one. I'll cut all this out. Okay. Or maybe I'll leave it in and <laughs> keep it real. <laughs> no. All right. Um, well, how about, how about you take Samantha? Yeah. Do Samantha. You're back to back. Although it says Dear Dave. Oh, wait, wait. Even okay. though it says, Dear Dave, someday people will write to you, Charles. Don't, don't, it's okay. It's uh, okay. It's disappointing, but I'll live. Would somebody please write Charles a freaking letter? <laughs> Dear Dave. And Charles. <laughs> Charles. <laughs> For me, becoming a librarian was something of a happy accident. I've always been highly motivated and driven, and as a child, I was encouraged to consider becoming a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Literature and art were presented as hobbies, not career paths. I worked hard, graduated as an engineer, and developed software and databases until my son was born. When my son was six months old, I began bringing him to Miss Cassidy's story time at the Gardner Library. One morning after story time, I was sitting in the library watching the kids play and started thinking how wonderful it would be to help kids learn to love books every day and introduce them to all the best stories. I went home and guiltily peeked at the county website to see if there were any positions, if any positions were available. There were a few, but I told myself t I was being impractical. I should focus on my field. I started looking at engineering jobs, but kept coming back to library postings. I decided to apply for a part-time position and told myself it couldn't hurt to just go in to an interview and learn a little more and a little more, and my son was still young. If I worked part-time, I could still care for him. Besides, I might be able to help kids at the library learn how to code. By the time the interview was over, I knew I wanted to be at the library. Working at the library allows me to use my background to serve the community around me while also learning from staff and patrons with many interests and areas of expertise and books on any subject you can imagine. I always thought help the sorry <laughs> I always thought I would help the community after I retired or maybe when my kids were older, but at the library I can focus on building and supporting the community right now. The right, job, the right job is the job you would do even if you didn't have to. I'm thankful I have that job. Thank oh, you. Yeah, thanks, uh, Samantha. That's such a great story. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. When, when we set out to answer this question, who is a librarian? What is the librarian's journey? And to hear today that uh, our librarians are engineers or, or managers or writers or graphic designers or business people or, or readers or, or thinkers and generally just really great people, um, 
I'm starting to get a pretty good idea of what a yeah. librarian is. Um, unfortunately, we only have one other story, and I think I see somebody coming in the distance. No. Who? Oh. Who, who is that? A mounted messenger. <laughs> really? <laughs> let's let's see open if, up this chest. Yeah. yeah. What's? Oh. Yeah. Where, why is this one? Because you know what? Here's the deal. This one. It is from. Wait for it. Our county deputy librarian. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh, we should probably read it too. Okay. Probably. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So this is from Trisha. Trisha Solentrop, and she is our county deputy librarian. Trisha writes, in 1996, after I got my master's of library science, I interviewed at JCL for a clerk or page that was all that was open at the time. And in the middle of the interview, the interviewers stopped and had a side conversation and then asked if I was interested in a youth services position. I said yes on the spot and was hired at JCL and worked as a part-time youth services librarian at Shawnee. I worked with the wonderful Pat Rogers, who taught me great things about youth literature and working with kids. I was offered a full-time job outside the library, so I left JCL and became the customer service manager at Accessible Technologies. Accessible Technologies is an aftermarket supercharger manufacturer. When I started, it was a very small company and only two years old with less than 10 employees. We all wore many different hats. I was involved in customer and dealer relationships, customer, uh, customer and market research, shipping schedules, managed customer service, uh, represent, uh, representative staff, customer files, and marketing mailings. I assisted with shipping, safety checks on supercharger system, inventory, general mechanical troubleshooting, offsite event and financing. It was a very different industry than libraries. It was a very casual work environment, and because we worked primarily over the phone with our customers, the dress code was extremely casual, which greatly appeared to me straight out of graduate school. The customer base was primarily male, and there were times those customers were not able to hear how to fix their system from a female. I have fond memories and unique experiences from working there. I'm sure the owner knew I wouldn't stay forever, and after two years, I figured out the type of organization that was the best fit for me and the values which I aligned. I had been applying for youth services jobs at JCL, had three interviews, and that and was not the successful candidates for any of those positions. About one year later, a JCL manager called to let me know that there was a job opening that would be a good fit. I was hesitant as I had not fit the other three times. I applied for the job, teen services librarian, and was hired. 
I started that job in May 1998. A unique part of the interview was a panel of teens who asked questions. The one I remember is, how patient are you? I answered, I'm an 8 out of 10, 10 being the most patient. This was a new position, and so I had, to, I had a blank canvas to build our team services. I started with visiting all the elementary and middle school librarians and offering to do uh, book talks in the fall. I worked with our early literacy librarian on building services to the juvenile detention center, which was and still is my favorite part of my career. I worked with branches to do teen programming, and I developed training for JCL staff providing service for teens. I loved working with teens in schools and inside the library. There was never a dull moment and lots of laughter. I started a Young Adult Advisory Council, YAAC, we also call it YAC, and am still connected with several of the teens who participated in YAC over the years, including one, hi Charles, who works at JCL. Is that you? That is me. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know I was working with a celebrity here. So Trisha writes, hi Charles, who works at JCL. It is a very cool thing to watch teenagers grow up explore the world, and become adults. When's that going to happen to you, Charles? Oh, now, see, I've got editorial <laughs> comments right in the middle of this lovely story. In 2006, I transitioned into management and became the youth services manager, and soon after, the outreach and web content departments were added to my job. In 2008, I was hired as the deputy county librarian. That was a huge jump and subsequent learning curve. I will probably be surprised as long as I live that I was selected as uh, the county, as the deputy county librarian. Lots of very wonderful managers and library uh, staff helped with that learning curve. I remember saying, it takes a whole library to raise a deputy. <laughs> I received many funny gifts, silver uh, deputy stars, a cowboy hat, bandana, water guns, etc. And I asked a lot of questions, observed lots of processes, and showed up to lots of programs and meetings to get a handle on all parts of the library. Being a teen librarian had given me a library-wide and county-wide experience so that so, so that helped tr uh, tremendously. The deputy job had a tremendous amount of responsibility and purview, and soon after I began the deputy job, we faced a recession. Then, uh, then county librarian Donna Lawfer steered us through that experience of a hiring freeze, budget reduction, and increased use. Part of the county response to the recession in 2011, was to offer an early retirement incentive. County librarian Donna Lawfer took that incentive while I was on vacation in a foreign country. And when I returned from vacation, I was asked to be the interim county librarian while a search was concluded. 
I began as interim county librarian in January of 2012, and that experience was fascinating and challenging. I worked directly with the library board, county commissioners, and the executive leadership team at the county. We were still in a recession, so I learned many details about the budget process and our library budget. Many, many, many library staff and county staff helped me through that experience, and in May of 2012, we hired a county librarian, Sean Casserly. For the next six months, I poured my brain out and helped Sean meet library staff, county staff, library board members, county commissioner, community members, and learn everything JCL. Then I took a month vacation. It's been a great and educational ride along the way. Some days are harder than others, and every day is different, which is the exciting part for me. Thank you, Tricia. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. What a story. And, you know... Talk about somebody that had obstacles getting denied three times. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, to find out while you're on vacation that your, right. your boss has retired and, hey, guess what? You're getting you're, a promotion. <laughs> you, you are now head chef yeah. <laughs> and dinner needs to be served. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that really is a good one to end on because – it shows you a, a really unique path that one librarian took, but there's a lot of commonalities there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this um, meaning that you find in your job. Uh, it's the mission of helping people. And there's that love. It's that love of what you're doing and yeah. knowing that you're in the right place. Right. Yeah. Even if you take a step away, come back and refine that love. And then to to see young teenagers that then become <laughs> podcast hosts, just I had no idea. I just had no idea. It's true. Did you know she referenced Pat up there in youth services? Uh-huh. And when I was a teen volunteer before I joined the Young Adult Advisory Council, Pat and Dennis were the two managers over me in the youth service department at Central where I volunteered. Oh, wow. So. You don't say. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty amazing stuff. Well, you know what else is amazing? What's that? The pursuit of Paul Rudd. Let's see if there are any leads. We end today's show with another installment of In Search of Paul Rudd. Johnson County Library, this is Courtney. How can I help you? Hi. Um, so, hey, my name's Dave, and I do a podcast. And, um, you know, I, I really hope you can help me because I've really tried everything, and I just don't know where to get answers. And then uh, my co-host, Charles, said, well, have you tried Johnson County Library? And it's like, there you go. That's where, that's who you call when you need some answers. Am I right? Well, sure. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So uh, what what information are you looking for? 
Well, I'm just I'm just going to blurt it out, okay? Okay. I want Paul Rudd on our podcast. I want Paul Rudd on the Did You Hear podcast. Can you please make that happen? Hmm. Well, I probably can't directly make that happen, but I bet we can work on it together and uh, see if we can get you some get you started. Anyway, um, have you tried anything yet so far? Yeah. Oh, like I said, I, I've tried everything. So I I started out um, by calling um, my high school friend Paul Mazzoni. And, um, you know, Paul Rudd and I used to be at the same forensics tournaments. And so I thought maybe my friend Paul would have had, you know, a conversation with Paul. Maybe there's like this secret club of Pauls. Makes sense in my mind, at least. And uh, now, so Paul Mazzoni didn't know Paul Rudd. And so that was a strikeout. So then I called my sister. And then she gave me a lead. And she gave me a number, and so I called that number, and it turned out to be my dad. And then my dad, he <laughs> didn't even really know who Paul Rudd was until, you know, he said he's bad with names. Um, and, uh, you know, that's it. Like I said, literally everything. Okay, well... Um, sometimes you can get a hold of celebrities by reaching out to them on social media. Do you have any social media accounts? I do. What kinds? Do well, you have? Uh, I've 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 got all the flavors. I'm like flavors. a Baskin Robbins with the 31. Okay. Flavors. Well, let me got, see if I can I find uh, Paul Rudd. Okay. I got the Facebook. I got the Twitters. I got the Instagrams. I've got all of them without the S's. Excellent. Yeah, you got everything covered. Unfortunately, though, Paul Rudd does not have everything covered. He actually uh, did an interview with Elle magazine a few years ago saying that he chooses not to have any presence on social media what? because he sees it as a distraction that he prefers to avoid. But what if somebody wanted to contact him to give him some good suggestions, you know? I, I know, right? Well, coach, um, coach him up. All right, so another thing that I want to try, see if he's got a website, because on occasion you've got, you know, like a contact form or something like that. So I'm going to look and see about that. I'm not seeing much right now. I did find um, Paul Rudd, Paul Dash (laughs) Rudd.com, but um, they very specifically say that they are not Paul Rudd. Well, so uh, their contact page says we have no way of getting this to Paul Rudd, so don't even try, <laughs> which is quite a bummer if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this Paul Rudd is a hard guy to get a hold of. Um, you're, you're telling me. Right. Let me see what else I can think of. Um, has he been on any other podcasts, you know? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I'll do a little bit of searching and see what I can come up with there. Um, let's see. He was on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was on with Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter. So it's possible to get him on a podcast. That's good to know, right? He seems to. Do, uh... do you know any of those guys? Conan O'Brien, Michael Ian <laughs> Black, or Michael Showalter? 
well, you know, friend of a friend of a friend sort of thing, you know. Um, but no, I don't know him at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. So I don't know if uh, it's going to be easy to get in with any of those guys either. I was thinking maybe you could ask for an introduction, but uh, okay. that might not work. So um, what I think might be the best thing to try is I'm going to see if I can do a little research um, into who his uh, talent agency is, who his agent is, and see that if sounds, they have contact information. Um, that sounds I think brilliant. It, all right, awesome. I think it might take a minute though. So okay. um, would it be all right if I got back to you with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, can you give me like a phone number or an email address I could get back to you with? Um, sure. Uh, the secret number that I'll beep out, beep, 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 beep. Okay, I've got that down and I'll uh, check into this and I'll get back with you as soon as I find something, all right? Okay, and so maybe next month when folks come back to listen to the Did You Hear podcast, you might have actually found Paul Rudd for us. I may well have. Oh, Johnson County Library for the win. Thank you so much. You've been so helpful. You are very welcome. I hope you have a good day. All right, you too. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Did You Hear is a production of Johnson County Library in Johnson County, Kansas, USA. Find new episodes each month on our website, jocolibrary.org, and older episodes at jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear. You can subscribe to the Did You Hear podcast from our streaming home, jocolibrary.podbean.com, or search for Joco Library or Did You Hear at your favorite podcast streaming service. Also, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jocolibrary, on Twitter at jocolibrary, on Instagram, instagram.com slash jocolibrary, and check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jocolibrary. We'd love to hear from you via email. Write to us at didyouhear at jocolibrary.org. Hear a brand new episode on the first of next month. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.